Well, 13 minutes past 11 right now. I'd like to invite you to join us on Facebook Live because it's this week's bit of Sports and All. Good morning to Danny Hicks. How are you? Good morning, Phil. Yeah, I'm good. A uh, few things been settled in football this week. Uh, Man City have won the Premier League uh, inevitably after without kicking a ball as Man United lost uh, on Tuesday to Leicester. They're in the cup final tomorrow. That's our story. Man City will get their first chance to celebrate Tonight, they're playing Newcastle. Um, but, uh, you know, the inevitable, which we've known is going to happen for a long time, has happened with three games to spare. And congratulations to, to Manchester City, who now, of course, got the Champions League final, won the League Cup already, can complete a treble in the Champions League final against Chelsea, um, who uh, beat them last weekend to stop them getting the title last weekend. And uh, also, a couple of weeks before that, knocked them out of the FA Cup in the semi-final. So Chelsea got a bit of form against Man City, but you mm -hmm. the Champions League final will be a little bit different. Just a word on that. Overnight, we've heard that the Champions League final is going to be moved from Istanbul. Well, we knew it was going to be moved from Istanbul because it's on the red list of countries in sure. the UK, so nobody could get there. Um, uh, team fans, whatever. Um, but it's going to be uh, moved to Porto in Portugal rather than Wembley. And... Uh, I'm not very happy with this. A bit groovier, though, isn't it? It's a bit groovier, and Portugal's on the green list, so fans can get there. They'll have to stay within a bubble. They'll have to fly in, keep in a bubble, and fly out again. Mm -hmm. But um, Wembley had offered to host it. We've got two English teams. Um, could have been played at Wembley. Everybody could have gone. We could have had 10,000 spectators in there at Wembley. Yeah, but Portugal, but UEFA, <laughs> UEFA, who two weeks ago... Yeah were saying when the European Super League came up and oh, the fans really matter and we're behind the fans and when the Super League, you know, we understand the fans' concern and the game's all about the fans. Well, the fans have now got to travel. Instead of travelling down to Wembley, they've got to travel all the way to Portugal. So how much does the UEFA uh, care about the What's fans? What's the rules there? And, well, the, ostensibly, the, the, it's happened because... You no, I mean the travelling there rules. Well, the travelling there rules is that they're going to have to go in on planes on the day of the game, watch, stay within a bubble with some airports of ground mm. uh, on official transport. And uh, I'm not sure how many spectators are going to be allowed in. It won't be a full capacity. And then they're going to have to go straight from the ground afterwards back to the airport and back to the UK. Right. So it's, not, it's not exactly even a, a jolly. No um, chance for a fight or anything, sense. is you know, there? Can't no glass anybody. No, ch no chance for a, for a cocktail. Uh, a street side cafe in continental <laughs> fashion either um but um or, or a pint of lager and a, and a punch up um but um the point being they, they said they were all for the fans and 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 the ideal thing for the fans of both clubs would have been to put it on at wembley and then the, most of them the majority of them uh, or, or certainly would have enabled more of them to go but because uefa's 2,000 dignitaries and sponsors and all the rest of it were going to have trouble getting into the UK under the current restrictions. Mm. Um, they decided to take it elsewhere. So uh, UEFA wants to get put in the, put in the money and, and the dignitaries and the sponsors ahead of the fans, despite all their uh, grand words a couple of weeks ago about how much the fans mattered. So um, not gone down too well. We'll see what happens. Join us on Facebook Live if you've got an opinion about this or any other matter of sport. Last night. Morning Brewers, our page. Sorry, Danny, I just need to invite the experts Sorry. along as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what's your opinion on that? Because I'm, I, I'm very much... Uh, I got that. 
<sighs> I'm happy with the powers that be in football at the moment and the, and the owners of clubs like a lot of people. But last night we had Manchester United against Liverpool. Liverpool uh, have got it in their own hands to finish in the top four after really a torrid season, which is quite amazing. And they put one over Manchester United last night. 4-2 winners at Old Trafford. Long time since they won at Old Trafford, Liverpool. Two goals mm. from Mino. Lovely one from Salah, right of the death and, uh, and Jota. And... Um, you know, they took advantage, really, of Chelsea's defeat the, the, the night before to Arsenal has yeah. put it in Liverpool's own hands. If they win their last four games uh, with Chelsea having to play Leicester in the cup final tomorrow and then again in the league on, on Tuesday, it means that one of Chelsea or Leicester, if, if Liverpool win all their games, will drop out the top four and Liverpool will, will sneak in. Um, they've gone part of the way to doing that with that victory last night. And... Um, after a difficult year, their manager, Jurgen Klopp, is really happy to know that they know what they have to do now over those last three games. Here's Jurgen. Being in a, in a position where you have it in your own hands to qualify for the Champions League is a massive thing. And if two, three years ago, that was our life. We had Chelsea in our neck, other teams in our neck too, when we qualified for, for, first for the Champions League. So that's our situation now. So with all with what all happened during this year, we somehow came in a situation where we have it in our own hands. Yeah, so like I say, we've got the cup final tomorrow. But most of the issues that top and bottom decided, apart from the, the sort of last top four place, as I say, which now looks like it's between Liverpool, Chelsea and Leicester. West Ham, Tottenham, Everton could all sneak in if everybody else above them falters. Can't see that happening. So it looks like... Uh, they're going to be fighting out for the Europa. We're, we're getting the um, we're getting the first bits of feedback on your overture this morning. Of course, Rick. Good morning. I hate to say it, but yeah. Rick knows his football, and he said they don't care yeah, about absolutely. fans, and they never have. No, exactly, and and they're showing it again, aren't they? Two weeks after all the platitudes and saying how much they cared about fans. Um, yeah, well, I've said my bit on that. Anyway, <laughs> we've got the cup final tomorrow. The FA Cup final, bit unusual. Normally, the FA Cup final is the is the finale to the season after the final week of the the, the, the league. Um, it's coming before the final weekend of the league this year because of, you know, COVID. We've got a COVID condensed season. We've got the Euros coming up. But Chelsea against Leicester uh, tomorrow. Chelsea um, lost cup final, of course, last year to Arsenal. Um, and under Thomas Tuchel, I mean, what a turnaround. Uh, from, you know, Frank Lampard sacked in January. German manager Thomas Tuchel took over... He can now, the Chelsea can win their own double. You know, Man City have got a double League Cup and, and, and Premier League, and Chelsea can win a double as well, mm. FA Cup and Champions League. They play Manchester City in that Champions League final, of course. And, um, but what a great uh, you know, few months in charge it would cap for Thomas Tuchel um, if he could win their first, first trophy tomorrow. I mean, they had a, they, they've done so well, Chelsea, but they do have a few problems still up front. I mean, they've, they've missed firing those Kai Havertz, Timo Werner. And uh, Ziyech up front, not really doing the job. And Leicester, I have to say, have been in great form. Um, obviously, beat Man United during the week to, to hand Man City the trophy. Brendan Rodgers doing it again. Seems to have a magic touch anywhere he goes. And uh, they've never won the FA Cup, Leicester. But they never won the Premier League until five years ago. And they did that. They was that the big turning point, Danny? I mean, obviously, one of us was going to mention yeah, that. I mean, Probably I, you. I think so. Yeah, they... Obviously, they've had a, a, a decent investment from King Power, the, the sort of Thai company. and But they had that tragedy, didn't they, of their yes, owner being killed in the, in the helicopter crash. And they've come through that. They, they've bought and sold wisely. They've got a good manager in charge. And they've been there or thereabouts. And everyone, every year, we keep saying, oh, Leicester are up there in the top. Four. 
They were in the top three all last season until the last couple of weeks and just fell out. Um, you know, they're there or thereabouts every season. And, you know, you talk about the big six and no one mentions Leicester. Maybe we should be talking about, you know, Leicester being in that in that, in that that kind of uh, frame, certainly on the pitch at the moment. What does your mystic Meg tell you for the next year or whatever? I think, I think Leicester, well, for the cup final tomorrow, I think Leicester could, could do it, you know, sneak over the line. I don't think Chelsea are that great up front. I think they've, they're well organised. A lot of their goals come from midfield. And I think Leicester are quite potent. They're in form. They show no signs of faltering at the tail end of the season as they did last season. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd love to see them do it. You know, they've, they've been in this will be their fifth cup final. Their last was in 1969. They've lost all the previous four. Um, wouldn't it be lovely? Like another light, nice football story, especially in this this age of, you know, European Super Leagues and big six and big money and all that, to see another, you know, a smaller club mm. put one over over the over the big boys. I think it would be great to see. Um, Chelsea live to, will live to fight another day in the Champions League final, win, lose or draw. And, uh, of course, they then meet again on Tuesday. The, the computer, the fixture computer has a habit of throwing up these fixtures, doesn't it? Though they meet again on Tuesday, which could be crucial for either of them getting in the top four in the Champions League next season. Although Chelsea could get in the Champions League by winning the whole thing. So, loads to play for over the weekend. Cup final tomorrow. Yeah, a bit of trip for you before you do that next one. Week. Go on. So, apparently, you know this isn't coming from yeah. me. Leicester four cup finals all lost. Last two, 63 United, yeah. 69 City. It's a dare. Yeah, and 61 against Tottenham when Tottenham did the double. Hmm. So, uh, <laughs> uh, first first team to do the double, by the way. Uh, you might not know that. It's ancient history, even before I was born. But, um, it was the last time Spurs won. Right, it's 24 minutes past 11 right now. A few more minutes with Danny Hicks. Sports and all it is. Join us on Facebook Live. I don't know. In a bit, we're going to go on to tennis. Uh, well, we're going to go on to the Olympics and tennis because, um, yeah, the Olympics are uh, really in the news for all the wrong reasons again mm. this week, Tokyo Olympics, we are now 70 days, uh, seven and three quarters away, uh, seven and three quarter hours away from the opening ceremony starting in Tokyo. 70 days. And it looks like the IOC are determined to press ahead and the local organisers, with or without public support, with or without fans, and with or without, it seems, probably half the athletes um, who are all starting to express reservations now. None... none, none uh, Less important than, than two big Japanese stars this week. Yeah. Tennis players, Kai Nishikori, Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka is sort of the poster girl for the games, isn't she? Four-time Grand Slam champion. She has come out uh, and, and said she is not... Well, I would say she's got a lot of reservations about holding an Olympics in a pandemic. To be honest, I'm not really sure. For me, I feel like... I've been asked Olympics questions since I missed the Rio ones, um, especially since this one's being held in Tokyo. Um, um, but I think for me, I'm an athlete. Um, and of course, my immediate thought is that I'd want to play the Olympics. But as a human, I would say we're in a pandemic. Um, and if people are, aren't healthy um, and if they're not feeling safe, then it's definitely a really big cause for concern. Yeah, so uh, let's just have a little recap of the state of play at the moment. There's very little public support in Japan for holding the Olympics. All the opinion polls that I've seen are 60, 70, 80% of the Japanese public against holding the Olympics this year, either wanting another postponement or a cancellation altogether. Tokyo and other cities have just extended a third state of emergency. Um, The US track and field team have this week cancelled 
a planned training camp in Japan, pre-Olympics in Chiba, uh, in the Chiba prefecture, mm -hmm. just outside Tokyo. They're going to train at home instead. Um, there was an athletics test event. This was the big one last weekend. Uh, big test event for the Olympics and athletics, full-blown athletics event in the stadium. No spectators, not even domestic spectators. Right. Um, really weird. You can hear, you know, footsteps echoing around the stadium. Um, the, the starting pistols going off were echoing backwards and forwards. Very strange atmosphere. Piped in crowd noise. Is this going to be a taste of the Olympics to, to come? Are we, are we at a stage now where it's just desperately trying to fend off what might become the inevitable? Head in sand. Yeah, I, I think, I think they, they're past the point of no return now. There's too much money invested. We're talking about something like $17 billion it's cost so far to put on these Olympics. Uh, you've got 15 major sponsors involved. One of whom, actually, Toyota, has come out overnight and said they've got concerns now about holding the Olympics. By the inevitable, Danny, I mean it's curtains for the event. I don't mean it has to go on. Oh, no, I think, I think it's the opposite. I think okay. the event will go on okay. by, by, crook, by crook, but it's going to be weird. It's going to be, as I say, there's going to be, be name athletes missing. It, uh, Serena Williams has come out this week and said she probably won't go because she's not allowed to take a child with her. Um, John Rahm, the world number three golfer, said it's going to be very difficult for him to go. It comes between two big events, and they're going to have to stay in the Olympic. What on earth are they going to do? These is the dominoes yeah, have started, haven't they? Not not allowed to mix with other athletes. I mean, Justin Rose won the last Olympics. He hasn't qualified for this one, by the way, yet. Um, so he might not be there to defend his gold medal. But he said one of the great things about the Olympics. I've talked to him a lot about this was the fact that you got to mix in the village with other athletes yeah, and, and other sportsmen and all that and be part of a team, the Great Britain team. They won't have that because in the village, athletes have got to keep to their own quarters. They've got to stay within the bubble. They're not allowed to mix. They're not allowed to go out for meals. You're not allowed to... So all of the above, Danny, does really stack, yeah. stack up to the thing nobody wants to talk about, if you think about yeah, it. The, the elephant in the room, cancelling it. And, of course, everyone wants to... People train their whole lives sometimes to, to take part in the Olympics, but it's not going to be fun. And also, the, all these measures, which, yes, are for the right reasons to keep everybody safe. Indeed. Fans, officials, spectators, athletes, people like myself in the media who will be going, I'll be subject to bubble and all that as well. Yes, they're to keep us all safe, but isn't the way to keep us all safe to cancel it again or postpone it until it is safe to hold it? That would be the safest of all, but there's too much money. When's crunch time, do you think? I think it's past. Like I say, I think we're past the point of no return. The IOC executive board, the International Olympic Committee executive board, met this week in Lausanne, and they came out, and uh, Mark Adams, their, their, their head, came out and said, basically, with or without public support, with or without vaccines, with or without spectators, we are going ahead in 70 wow. days' time. Is that sensible? Um, well... I don't think, you know, if the Japanese public really turn against it in, in the way, yeah. I mean, maybe they're polite, too polite to do it, but there's been a petition this week in Japan which has got 200,000 signatures against holding the Olympics. That's significant in a, in a country where, where, you know, politeness is everything and people Indeed. do not stick their hands up and go and, and protest against governments very often and, and come out against the status quo. Very significant. Watch this space. I think the Olympics will go ahead, but there's a lot of problems and hurdles still to overcome. Sports and all with Danny Hicks back with us at the same time next week. Thank you very much.